Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. We've got a packed show for you. Two games to discuss, transfer rumours, and even a quiz question today. We're going to start putting quiz time in. I think VAR needs a mention as yeah, well. Yeah, is going to be mentioned at the beginning of the show. We've got the women to talk about later on as well. There's a lot going on this week. There's yeah. a lot to be packed in. We've had a lot of people moaning about last week's content, which I don't agree with because it was crap. So, <laughs> so what, what do you want us to say? It was excellent. It was. Well done, but first we'll go into the absolute debacle that seems to be handballs and VAR. <laughs> and I mean, it's we want not go near the Premier League, to be honest. I mean, the Brighton one is absolutely embarrassing. I mean, the game's he's blown full time. I'm, VAR, I'm, no. Well, it was weird because I had the updates on my phone and was looking in, oh, it's great, United have drew 2-2 two, two full time. And then he'd come up again going, Fernandez has scored a penalty. What? I mean, yeah. let's be honest, Alex Ferguson liked these what's it called, Fergie time, but he, even he couldn't get a goal after full time. <laughs> I was sitting there watching it thinking, surely the whistle's got to go. VAR, no. <laughs> Is this going to happen for every decision? I don't know, but there seems to be a lot of dodginess going on. I mean, people are getting like, penalties for nothing. I mean, Leicester have had three today. Yeah. Three penalties have gone down for Leicester today, so... I don't know what's going on. I mean, that Stephen Ward one against Crystal Palace yesterday was absolutely laughable. I mean, apparently today, the one that happened, I think, at Tottenham, the yeah. Newcastle Tottenham one, the player was, I can't remember which player it was, oh, I'd die. Die was actually looking the other way and he hit him on the arm. I didn't even know about it. <laughs> Deliberate. What? <laughs> I didn't even know the ball was coming at me. This is the problem now, isn't it? Because... They've changed the rules, haven't they, on the handball? They've made it where if your hand is in a natural position and it's hitting your hand in the in the goal or in the box. Yeah, but what is it unnatural? But you know, the thing is, it's like I've seen it before where people say, "Well, when you jump, you naturally put your arms up for get more height." The thing is, there's no un, the only unnatural position put your arms between your legs or something. Well, you can't do that because if you kick it's natural, you'll let your, your yeah. arm. Unnatural <laughs> position, your arms are down. I think the only way you're doing it from now on is defenders have to have their arms tied in and then put the shades yeah. over the top. boys, on the one. Just, just, it is absolutely laughable. But the problem is. Because you've got people in that studio. Now, at the beginning, they said that they're going to be ex-referees and stuff. Do you know that many for every game? I don't think they were. They were rubbish referees as they yeah. were anyway. They were biased then. Yeah. They, to me, they'd be better off having ex-professional footballers in there who've played the game. Well, you can see that even the referees, like the one today, the Newcastle one, I think even the Palace one, when he was looking at the screen, you can even see him going, that's not a penalty. <laughs> We're going to have to give it on the new rules. Cause yeah. it's made, I don't know what's going on with these rulings when they decide to change the rules. Why do they keep making it harder for, for defenders yeah. to play football? Yeah. But the thing is now, the referee means nothing in the middle of the pitch. What's he there for? Well, he's, he's there to tell them that VAR have made a decision. Oh, that's it. We could just have a megaphone at the side of the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10. You've well, been sent off. The way is, how can we solve something like this? That's the I thing. Think they should have, I think what I think when they brought goal line technology in, that I was good. Yeah, clear yeah, that it worked, and, and it obviously, as as England fans, we've had bad problems with goal line technology, i.e. the Germany game ten years ago. So yeah. where the ball was clearly fair, over the line. Yeah, wasn't fair. We're still going to lose that game anyway. We're free yeah, but at the time <laughs> you were infuriated, weren't you? At the time, we're going to come not, back. We are. Yeah, no, we, we are. are. <laughs> Germany were amazing, weren't they? But, um, <laughs> 
the, the thing with the VAR, they should have, to me, brought it in slightly, gradually. I, I know they had that test season, didn't they, where they used it at certain grounds and stuff. It but, worked a lot better last season. The thing is, with this new law change that they decided to bring in in football, where if it hits your arm, we're going to have penalties. We're going to have, t- like today, three penalties. Yeah. I've never seen that before, except for a penalty shootout. Yeah. <laughs> more penalties than a penalty shootout. How did you get on today? We lost 5 nil or 5 penalties. <laughs> well, I just, just kept it in his hand. <laughs> it's craziness. Yeah, it is. I mean, you've only got to look at the, the Man City scoreline. I mean, 5-2 away. I mean, I Leicester, I think we're wrong, Leicester are a good side. but Is this the end for Pep? I think he'll call it a day, I do. What retire called Thomas Green. He doesn't he doesn't do losing, does he? At the end of the day. He doesn't like losing. No. He definitely doesn't like losing. This VAR is this what we've been asking for for years and years to actually get fair football? I think if be- you ask Because let's be honest, we all know that the referees are biased towards the bigger clubs. They always second guess the big club, whereas with the smaller clubs no, they, I, they like straight in. <laughs> I always wanted I always wanted goal line technology. Because you've seen clubs get relegated on goals disallowed and stuff, which I thought was wrong. Especially the amount of money you lose. So, I always wanted goal line technology. I'd more preferred to give the refs more protection. In what way? Well, you've only got to look at other sports. You look at the ref in a rugby match, takes no grief off the players, does it? No, but sometimes they deserve yeah. a bit of grief. Look at Pedro Mendes going yeah, again. But I just think sometimes if, the, if it was their call and that was that, you'd see a lot more confident performance from them. Yeah, but rugby has got a version of VAR as well that does work. Yeah, and I bet he's in rugby. I mean, I don't know, but I bet he's in rugby they don't faff around with it all the time. It is what it well, is. Well, to be fair, they've, they've had it for like 10 years, so it does probably work a lot better. I mean, looking at it like, for example, us on Saturday, would that red card have been rescinded if they had VAR? I'd be more tempted to let the referee still ref the game and have VAR there if he's unsure and use it as a tool for if he's unsure. If he makes that decision, he's the referee of that match. He's the one calling the shots. If he's unsure about a decision, then use VAR. The problem is with VAR, it's like it's like an annoying little sister in the background going, No, you're wrong. <laughs> and I'll no, tell you, you what are it wrong. Is. <laughs> yeah. But let the ref ref the match. That's what he's there for. Now he's just like passing messages on to people. It's just a bit embarrassing. Yeah, but to be fair, the, the amount of mistakes they have missed just this season alone, right, and VAR has picked them up. The, the thing is, with it's like, we none of us agree with this new penalty rule where if it hits your hand yeah. in the box. But it's the inconsistency I don't like. Like the Chelsea third goal yesterday, there was an handball on the way through yeah, and nothing was given. Because it's the other way round. It's the middle of the pitch. No, because it's the other way round. Yeah. Because it was in the box, but it's the other way round because that wasn't a clear-cut goal-scoring chance. So that's allowed. But if it's, if it's like the Harry Maguire one, he just headed it and that Malpire put his arm up and hits him in the face. Amble. It's Amble. But yeah. that's the way the ruling's I'll are. But it is absolutely <laughs> pathetic. It really yeah. is. And Alan Shearer summed it up perfectly last night at the end of match of the day. It's a load of... Yeah. <laughs> If I stand here with my finger and point it in your eye, you'll put your hands in the way. Well, could... Nothing gives away a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a natural reaction is to cover your face. He didn't say it's handball because he's protected his face. Listen, Ralph, I'll have my nose broke next time, it's fine. I think it's just becoming a bit of a farce. 
Right, so we're going to put a question in now. This is question time. We're going to have it every week. We're going to put the question in first, and then through the show, we're going to give a bit of a clue. Is it about VAR? It's not about VAR. <laughs> I couldn't think of one, really, because Stoke haven't been in VAR yet, so it's one of them. Oh, it'll be chaos. It'll be chaos, because we're just rioting. <laughs> right, this player won two Premier League titles with the same club. I'm going to write this down, aren't Yeah, you have to write it down because you're not going to be the only one who's going to be struggling with it. Oh, it's like an important letter. No, it isn't. You don't worry about it. Right, so this player won two Premier League titles with the same club and also won a European Cup. Also played for Stoke City as well. Same club and he's won a European Cup. Champions League. Champions League with Barcelona. That's a little bit of a snippy. That's all I'm giving you so far. Right, so he's won the Champions League. He's... He's won the Premier League twice with the same club. Yeah. Right. And it was Barca. Yeah. He won the Champions League with Barca. And he's played for Stoke as well. He's played for Stoke as well. Played for Stoke. Have you got any idea? Don't shout it out. We don't give it away already. Um, no, I thought about a few and then I thought, no, they haven't played for Stoke. So the Stoke thing's like, he did because when I had the first time, I was like, I was like, yeah, he did, he did, he did. <laughs> I was like five at the beginning. Yeah, won the Premier League twice with one club. Yeah. And then won the Champions League with Barcelona, and then of course played for Stoke. See, I can see you struggling. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm brainstorming now. I'm gonna write names down until I get the right one. <laughs> well, we got two games. <laughs> no, that's not the rules. Anyone can have as much as they want. So that's a little bit of a tease for people at home. If they know the answer, put it up on the potters. Don't let me know. Just don't let Mark know. Have you got, have you got any have you quick goes at the moment? Have what you've written down? No, it's wrong because he hasn't played for him. <laughs> Messi! Oh, no, he didn't play for Stoke, did he? <laughs> or win two Premier League titles. Right, so we'll go into the first feature and then you'll get a clue after the first feature. Played Gillingham in the week. It's been a good results this week for Stoke. Obviously getting a crew to the next phase to play Villa. Next Thursday in the... Carabao Cup. Yeah, I think we probably could have won that more, maybe by a few more, really. The same as well with Preston. We played Preston. To be honest, kind of bossed the game, but let's be honest, it was all turned on a red card decision. It killed the game, didn't it? It killed the decision. What did you reckon of the red card decision? I mean, it's a 50-50 challenge as as both players go in. I mean, I do think at full speed it does look a lot worse. It does. But the way it should show it's showing. But that's the thing with a 50-50, and it's, at the end of the day, most of the time, one of you is going to come off worse. It, it's normally the case, you have a 50-50 and one of you, both of you are all right, unless one of you backs out somewhere. But, yeah. uh, I just think, he's come in, studs are up, the ref's going to show a red, isn't he? I think Preston will probably feel a little bit hard done by it, because it is a 50-50. If he, was on the, if he was on the ball, then he's come up with his studs showing, then there's a lot of intent involved, isn't there? Yeah, and then after that, you thought Stoke were going to push on 4 5 0, absolutely destroy Preston and take advantage of the spare man, but he ended up being 1 0. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I was slightly worried come 75 minutes because it's Stoke's Achilles heel normally, where we, we don't see teams off when we're short, and then we end up losing or drawing. And to be fair, one of the standout performers stopped that, and that was Davies for me. Yeah. And sitting Sitter as well. well. We still had a lot of shots against us, even though we were playing against a team with 10 men. Yeah. I mean, we had probably the best bit of skill of the weekend as well. It was on looking at it at the back of the net. Fletcher. Which was a beautiful Rabonic from Fletcher at the bar. And Lee Gregory, to be fair, took his chance lovely. Yeah, Radio Stoke destroyed Fletcher. 
<laughs> match commentary. They were like, why didn't you just put it in the back of the net? I agree. <laughs> to be honest, I agree with you. Just put it in, put it in the goal. Well, you've got to admit, if it had gone in... It oh, it would have been goal of the season, but it yeah. didn't, so he's an idiot. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the best bit was he did it and then got subbed off. Yeah, <laughs> Charles, get off. <laughs> what are you doing on that pitch? <laughs> Why didn't you just hit it in the goal? <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, straight off the pitch. So, but yeah, I'm not going to be too negative. There were some good signs from the uh, from the team. What were they? I just thought we broke well and we passed it. We moved the ball around well at times, especially second half. Just missed that killer touch at the end. Well, I've went on the BBC Radio Stoke this week and went on to say uh, my views at the end of the game. I don't like the formation at all. I do not like this formation. I don't think it suits us. We need wingers. We need Brown on the right and McLean on the left. Yeah, I mean, what's it? Time and come on, and dead look like making a difference. He's got legs, hasn't he? At the he's end a good player. He's, he's, he's got he's got ability. He, has. he he needs improve on his crossing, his shooting. He was sort of at times holding on to the ball a little bit too long instead of getting the ball in the box. But I do see a player, especially on the offensive. He, he's he's a decent footballer, and I think the more game time he gets, the better he'll get. I've got to give a quick mention to Harry Suter as well first. Championship Complete slab, he's amazing. He's a, he's a, he's a fantastic defender. Yeah. He's, he's got to start playing every week. He's had huge. Every time that ball come in, he, he knew he was going to land on his He's exactly what uh, Gordon Strachan was after. Because he said they were all midgets and he wanted a tall man. But then he goes, no, I'm going to play for Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great when he came on the radio after, because of course he got man of the match. He came on and he was like, and Ange went... I'll tell you what, that Australian's got a cracking Scottish accent. <laughs> 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 to me, I mean, from what I gather from a lot of the fans after the Gillingham game, saying he's got to play, he's got to play. Let's face it, all the way record at times has never been great. And no you wanted to get him out on loan as well. I think you did. No, no, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted Tom Edwards out on loan. I think you're listening to your own voice there now. <laughs> I am. I've got, got edited, haven't I? <laughs> we'll discuss the game a bit, so we'll go into player ratings. Yeah, Davis, for me, I don't know why he's not in every week. Yeah, Davis was fantastic again. Yeah, especially, I mean, he had two or three really big important saves, especially the one right at the end. Don't get me wrong, it's a save that you, you'd expect him to make, but gives me confidence when he's in goal. Brilliant save, one-on-one, then to your right at the end, which yeah. pretty much kept it net 1-0. Yeah, come flying out. And this is now five five clean sheets in six games since he's been in goal at Stoke. Yeah. So Jack Butler needs to book his ideas and watch what a good, good goalkeeper can do. I'm going to give him a good eight. Yeah. I'm going to give him an eight this yeah. week. I'll say eight. Definitely. Well, yeah. He was brilliant, he was. Yeah. Right, Smith. He moves, to be fair, he links up well with the attackers, Smith, and he didn't do a great lot wrong yesterday. I'll tell you what, he's got to get in the ball forward. And he's got to, well, yesterday, he was just barraging crosses into the box. Yeah. None of them great, but at least he was getting him in there. At least he's getting us forward. He, he, he's a good player. And I think he is starting to shine in that right wing. Uh, right wing. <laughs> Right wank. <laughs> right wank position. I could have gone on and going on. Right wank. <laughs> Went to the right bank. I think he could put a good performance in. I'll give him a steady six, I will. Yeah. If, if some of those crosses actually came to a bit of danger, I would have gone a bit higher, but... Yeah. 
I think I think as well, first off, we sort of lacked a little bit of pace up front and Smith was sort of flying forward just for add that little bit of impetus at times. I'll go with the same as six, I can't. Well, the return of the forgotten man, last year's player of the season, McLean, I thought brought quite a bit of energy and aggression back into the side last day, yesterday. Yeah. On the left wing back position. Subbed off again, once he? Summer's definitely been said, aren't it? Summer's gone on, I think. I don't know if it's because of the change in formation though that's having this like effect on it. I mean, there has been a lot of rumours that he's going to Celtic. Yeah. They've been rearing up now, and it's straight away now going. Well, what if we brought Morgan Fox in for it? Because this is, I think, this is two games in a row he hasn't played at left wing back. In Fox, so who's in the middle? So McLean, Fox, Suter, Chester. And then oh, so Fox was centre back then. It was like left centre back, yeah. Oh, uh, so Fox, yeah, that's why I didn't hear his name. Yeah, I thought he was all right. Yeah, McLean, he was getting the ball forward. He was his usual self, chasing everything down. Yeah, I'll give him a six as well. Yeah, to be honest, I think he, he was subbed off at the right time as well. You're not going to get much higher than a six today for me. Most of the way through, without us sounding too negative. It was never the greatest game anyway, wasn't no, it? No, it wasn't a great game. We no. were, there was not a lot of chances, really, from both sides, really. And I think, I, I said this on Praise, Praise and Grumble, that if we hadn't had that man sent off, I think this would have been a nil-nil draw. It's had it written all over it, to be honest, if they still had their 11 men on the pitch. Yeah. Right, James Chesty. I thought he was calm, did his job okay. Yeah. And I think he, it was good for him to have a younger man next to him that didn't put the pressure on him to mop up after Danny Bat when he lost the ball. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's a big call drop bat as well, really, because before the start of the season, he was flying once he batted. Yeah, but after his performance against Bristol City, there's no shocks there at all. No. He was absolutely no. rubbish against against Bristol City. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll give him a six. Yeah. I thought he was all right. He was, he was steady, he was calm. He didn't do anything wrong, didn't, didn't do anything, anything overly great. Yeah. Right now, for me, super, 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 super Scottish Australian, Harry Suter. <laughs> yeah, he's just brilliant. He wins everything. Every time that ball came in that box, it was on his head. Well, it is, and the thing is, Jaden Stockley, who was the striker, was actually, he was really good at knocking the ball on and getting there, he was completely silenced by him. Big lad as well. He's getting big, he's just huge. <laughs> he's getting stockier now. When he first came, he was like... Yeah, he was a bit gangly. He was a bit like Peter Crouch, tall and gangly, but yeah. now he's putting a bit of muscle on. He's, now he's on the whey protein. He's now he's on the whey protein, <laughs> getting, getting an apex. <laughs> and whacking, whacking some muscle on. So yeah. I think he's looking he's a proper prospect, isn't he? He's like, he looks like a tank that's ready to go. Already an international, I think he's only 21. He's got to play for me. From what I've seen, I mean, he's got to play. Yeah, it's, it's got to play more anyway. Especially if he's this is his first league appearance for Stoke as well yeah. in the Championship, so he really impressed me. I'm going to give him a good eight time. I thought he was yeah. really good. I was going to say nine. Nine, Three, nine. Yeah. Bloody hell, are you <laughs> feeling all right? <laughs> it's because you haven't got this question right. <laughs> but, uh, the trouble is, I'm trying to concentrate on doing a podcast, and you've asked me a question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> right, yeah. Morgan, Morgan Fox as well. I forgot played. <laughs> There's your rating there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. In all right football, he's, he, he doesn't do anything rash. He doesn't do anything daft. He just does his job. And is he an improvement on what we've got then? There's no change for me. He's no, he's no worse, but no better. Yeah. Than what we already had last season. Well, he's better than Stephen Ward. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> he can run. Yeah, I thought he. There was a good bit. I think in the second half when he did, he did make a good run through the middle and tried, but then his pass was poor. And I think he was again. It's going to be a six from me. I thought he did all right, but there was there's not a squad player in here for there, me. There's not. He hasn't impressed me since yeah. since we signed him. And I've been watching him and I, I haven't been impressed by him. He's, yeah. he's got a lot. I know he's still new and he's still got time to. to just to be the Stoke player but I've not been impressed and yeah. the thing is what I found out this week is that Sheffield Wednesday play a similar system where he plays as a left wing back which surprises me that how badly he's looked he looked in the Millwall and Bristol City game when he's supposed to be his position at Sheffield Wednesday yeah. and now starts to make me clear to me why they might have let him go yeah it's it I don't know. I don't know why we're playing it anyway because we didn't do well at it last season with the players we got. Mm. We we're looking defensively better this time though. Last year when we were playing it, we were just conceding goals left, right, centre with yeah. three defenders at the back. So there has been an improvement. I I don't agree with the formation. And I don't think I will. I like to have wingers break up the pitch, try and create chances yeah. for the strikers. Because at the moment we do look toothless. We really do. Right. Uh, John Obi McCall. For me, blew a bit on Coles yesterday. At times, you can see his experience where he can sort of get us out of danger and stuff and move the ball forward when we're under pressure. You can see that quality that he's got that he's obviously had from when he's played at the highest level at Chelsea and stuff. But then it's other times, sometimes he gave the ball away so much. He's still, for me, not match sharp. It's definitely not Matt Sharp. I mean, there was a couple of times in the first half as well where it looked like he, he was going to get a couple of early bookings because he was nibbling away at the yeah. central midfielders trying to break through. And you can see the quality in him, you really can. And yesterday there was a couple of nice little connections with Sam Lucas in the midfield. And yeah. He looked okay. I, I can't say anything more than that, though, really. He's just okay yeah. at the moment. But I'm hoping in a couple of, a couple of weeks, maybe a month, he will start sharpening up. I'll, I'll give him a seven. I thought he did all right, to be fair to him. Yeah, I'm going to go six. Just just for a few of the wayward passing and stuff. Yeah, well, that's, that comes with sharpness, doesn't it? He yeah. clearly isn't. Sam Klukas. Yeah. One missed good. another great chance. One-on-one, on one, and he's gone for go under the goalkeeper. He could have gone left, right, over the top. He had any choice he wanted, and he went for go underneath and keeper read it. So... Um, and to me, if he scores that goal, game over for me. They'd have crumbled, I think, Preston at 2 0. Especially so early on. I don't think they'd have come back into it. We could have gone on 1 3 or 4, I think. Yeah, yeah. We just needed that second goal. You can tell they're all a bit stiff with this new formation. Got to figure it out. The thing is, though, you, you're always a, a little bit wary at 1 0. Even it, for me, at 45 minutes in. Because the thing is, you're away from home for a start. They're down to 10. We're struggling for goals. If you start sending four, like going alpha leather at it, you could get caught. Yeah. And then you've got egg on your face because they're down to 10. If Sam scores that when he does at 2 0, with pretty much a full half to go, it's like. They'd have crumbled. We could have opened up a bit then and started yeah. getting people forward. It was a poor finish, but at least the good thing is he's getting in them positions still. He's obviously a bit rusty, and I think once he gets a goal or two... You bet your house on him last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah last right. year we'd have buried that. There's no yeah. question about it, but at least he's still getting in the positions, and at least that's a, a bit of a, a positive, because if he wasn't getting in them positions, he'd be like, 
he'd be looking really poor. Yeah. His passing was a lot better with Omi McCall, especially in the first half. He weren't as wayward, he wasn't doing blind crossing again like he was against yeah, Bristol yeah. City. So for me, yeah, it was solid seven as well with John Obi McCall. I yeah. thought it was all right. Now for me, a good player that's come in from the Gillingham game, which and really looked good, came came to the fore for me. Kept pushing the ball forward, trying every opportunity to break forward when he could, and that was Oakley Booth. Thought he had a really good performance. Every time he got the ball, he's trying to make something happen. He's linking up with Tommy Smith quite well on the right. He's got ability. He's, and the thing is, we've cried out for youth for years, and he is one of them for me that he he he, he can get better. Well, for me, it was a big improvement from Nick Powell against Bristol City. He he, he can't play deeper. He would kept picking the ball up. He was running through. He showed bits of skill and, and quick thinking as well at times yeah. when he was getting in the right position, making the passes. And for me, it was the reason we got a couple of chances against Preston. I think I think one or two of these lads who are coming in now, we've just got to give them time and get them, get them played. We can't keep we can't keep swapping stuff around all the time. Let's get them in and let's let them play, um, because. We're all sitting there seeing good signs from some of these young lads. Suter, Tymon, Oakley Booth. Let's play them. Yeah. Let's play them. There's no harm in playing them. No, I think he has played them in right though, hasn't he? I think he has. Yeah. And we've had a dip in performance from Powell, dip in performances from Danny Bat, and he's put two kids in. And, and yeah. Booth really impressed me yeah. in the cup matches and he's now impressed me in his first league. Well, not first league game, but... His performance on Saturday, I thought he was really good at getting the ball forward. I mean, I think I think all the all the squad have got to sort of realise as well that we are going to rotate because if you look at the fixture congestion, because yeah, of the COVID, especially he might get dropped, and it's not through through performance. I don't think, and especially how well we're doing in the cup as well. We are well. The thing is, if Stoke start climbing the table, and then you're looking at it and going, well, we don't really want to lose that game. That's a three point. We need the three points out of that game. He might get dropped for a cup game. Might get dropped for a midweek game or whatever because we we've got to rotate. We're gonna have to rotate. The Prem teams are moaning about the, this fixture congestion. Ours is gonna be twice as bad. Yeah, so it's gonna be just as bad. Yeah. We, well, it's gonna be more ways because we've yeah. played we've got all forty six games and we're yeah. doing all right in the cup. Right, Lee Gregory, the man who we thought was gone, came back in, took his chance. Well, he did well at the end of the last season, didn't he? Yeah. He's a good poacher's finisher, isn't he, really? If you get, give him a chance... Well, I mean... We, we know it takes him five shots to score one, but... I don't know, he just it seems to be there or thereabouts now, doesn't he, Gregory? Yeah. I mean, he, obviously the manager's seen something in him for keep playing him, whether it's work rate or his attitude. He's probably got the right sort of mentality, Gregory, for keep getting game time, because if you put him in front of you and look at how he plays, most people would go... No, low markets for you, <laughs> but the thing is, he's got him scoring, scoring. He was scoring goals at the end of last season, and he's getting in the, the starting eleven. So, as far as I'm concerned, I can't really say anything but about the, the reason I like him as well is that he's always on the front foot. He's always trying to get forward. forward yeah. he's, he, he doesn't seem to want to come Jeff back. back. And I, I think now with the performance of Gregory and Fletcher this weekend, I think this might be end for Sambo. I think they might be instead of trying to get rid of Gregory. I think now they'll be trying to offloads Sam Vokes and plus a little bit of an exciting preview that's we're going to talk about the window now because it closes next week don't it so we're going yeah. to have a bit of a talk about that I'll give him a 7 I thought he was I think he'd take his chance yeah, well he was always on the front foot and I liked him put in yeah. right superstar Rabone, hidden locker talents Stephen Fletcher 
Yeah. Rebony, where did that come from? Yeah, still can't see the Rebony. <laughs> Heavy. <laughs> you can, the thing with Fletch is I do genuinely think you'll get between a 7 and 8 out of 10 out of him all season. I he, like his You can aggression. see his experience at this level. I just he, he kept making things happen. He was always yeah. moving. He was always getting the right place, trying to flick people through, and he he's always alive division. to the game. He's yeah. always alive to it. Yeah. And to be honest, I agree with BBC Radio. He should have buried that. <laughs> I know he tried to do a goal yeah. of the season, but he should have buried that. I thought he was good. I thought he was very good actually. I, I'll yeah. give him an eight. I will. I, I really think Fletcher could make a big difference to us once he figures out who he wants next to him for, for the foreseeable. I wouldn't change the forwards from Saturday. Would you have Brown on the bench? I'd stick with well Brown will play against Villa probably, but yeah. I'd like I'd I want to see the same squad go out. They won at the end of the day. It wasn't a great performance, but again, it's it's going to be it's going to take time for this formation if he isn't going to change it to form and get partnerships. And I think with the way they two played, it, it's only good. I'm going to give him a nine. Yeah. I thought he was man of the match, I and I thought he was really good to Fletcher. It's something we've needed for a while. Reminded me of like a pound shot, Mavadi Sadibi. But it's he should have been a bit more concentration and took that chance. Yeah, like I say, it's early days, isn't it? And the thing is, there's been a lot of changes down Stoke this season. Been a lot of players come in. It's going to take time for an adjustment. It's at the end of the day. Yeah. Everyone playing together, getting to know how they play, and getting getting to know each other as well. As yeah. stupid as it is. So what we're going to give Michael O'Neill for the result? Uh, you've got to remember this is Preston the side that just missed out in the playoffs and not started great but they're a good side Preston I think this is a good result I'm only going to give him a 7 because I don't like the formation <laughs> no I don't either I, I'll, I'll give him an 8 because it's a good result getting yeah. an away victory against Preston it's, it's a good result it's a good result uh, it's, been, it's been a good week as well you know getting the result against Gillingham Campbell getting himself up and running as well Yeah, we have, he is starting to figure out the ones he wants to use and the ones he doesn't so I think it's a good performance yep. for me. Right, so we'll go to clue two. Clue two, I'm ready for this. I want to see what you, I want to see what you've written down anyway. Let me have draw a tree. Let me have a look. Did you just draw a tree? Draw a tree. You're supposed to be guessing. <laughs> you're, supposed to, you're supposed to know this. Right. right, he also played oh my God. for Bolton and Tottenham Hotspur. Bolton and Spurs. So this is a player that played for Stoke won two Premier League titles and won a Europe Champions League with Barcelona oh, and also played for Bolton and Tottenham Hotspur. You know there's going to be loads of you screaming at you going, it's obvious! <laughs> Not to me. I told you don't ask me questions. <laughs> you ask me questions at work and I go, what? <laughs> Pericard. <laughs> Palacios. <laughs> Yeah, that's a clue too. Bolton and Spain. That's not a clue, that is. Still, of course it's a clue. You could have told me his possession. At least if his possession, they could have narrowed it down a little bit. He played for Spurs, he played 10 minutes and then they well, got Well, think, think of players that played for Stoke, Spurs, Barcelona, Chelsea and Bolton. Bolton's a big clue. Bolton's a big clue. It isn't. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a bit more of a clue. He went from Bolton to the next club where he won the Premier League titles. From Bolton to the next club that won the Premier League titles? Where he won his Premier League titles. Now that's a massive clue. I'll pretty much give it you there. <laughs> Bolton then won his Premier League titles. 
God's sake. <laughs> right, see. Right, so we're moving to the next part then. So we're talking about the transfers. We haven't got long now till the transfer window close. Who do you think's going to go out? And do you think there might be any possibilities of you coming in? I don't, I don't think any will come in. Is that it? Do you think that's I it? That's us done. Business done. I don't know, yeah. Um, I'm having a bit of hope. Yeah, the mess is still available. I've heard Cavani's still up for grabs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I think we're done as far as... I think if anybody came in, yeah, I'd be very surprised now. Oh, we've done a lot of our business early. As for people going out... Well, I'm, I'm going to go through the squad now. So we've got Jack Butland, we've got Tom Edwards. Edwards is a possibility. We've I got think. Liam Lindsay, Tom Ince... Sam Vokes, who I think is now on the pitch here. Ryan Shawcross could he be going out on loan to try and get him sharper. Yeah. We've got Kevin Vimmy, Maurice Bowie. We've got Jordan Thompson, but I don't know if he's in his plans. The mystery man that everyone forgot about, Jordan Cousins, he's still at the club. But doing die technically still at the football club. There's a lot really there that needs to be shifted out, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you can see Lindsay going. You can see Edwards going. The only one I don't want go, but I think will go, is Cyrus Campbell. Go where? On loan. I think they'll send him out on loan. Cyrus Campbell? Yeah. I've got a funny feeling he might go out on loan. I don't know where you got that one from. <laughs> I do. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Sitting here, crying in tea coffee. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's a chance Jack Butler might get out on loan. I think there's a chance Tom Edwards might be getting out on loan. Well, it's talk of Blackburn, won't they, for Tom Edwards? But that was a long time ago. It's gone very quiet since then. Tom Edwards has literally gone silent since yeah. that early link. Apparently, Blackburn wants to permanently, and I don't think Stoke are willing to let him go okay. permanently. Um, Liam Lindsay, I, I think, I don't, I, I don't even know where he is, to be honest. No. He's probably in Australia, or Harry. It's just Sammy. <laughs> Sammy Van <Bangu. laughs> uh, Now, you've got to have a bit of a punt. Could Danny Bat be going? There's a few players that you, I, I, I've got a sneaky feeling Sam Vokes might be. They might now instead of get, thinking of getting rid of Gregory, they might go. Well, I'll tell you what, we might get rid of Sam Vokes. Got rid Sam Vokes. Who's going to have him? Oh, I don't care as long as he has him on loan. We're not going to get rid of him payments anyway. But loan for a season until his contract sort of dies down a bit. And, and again, it's another player that we've brought in where we're supposed to have learnt his ways of bringing in new players. He's yet another one that's come in, done nothing, and we're trying to get rid of again. Yeah, we pay big money for. Yeah, nine million. So you don't think there's going to be any possibilities? I think if they get rid of all them, the ones that I've just mentioned, especially like your Bowers and your Vimmers and get good and Badu and Dai, who's got beyond good money, there's a chance could have two or three in. Yeah, I mean, there was rumours flying around on Facebook um, about a right back. The other day about bringing yeah, Freeman, the right back Freeman from Sheffield United, which yeah. I'd rather not. Yeah. I'd rather stick with Tom Edwards than bring him in. Yeah. Um, there, there hasn't really been any since Jacob Brown that literally come out of nowhere. There hasn't really been any links to Stoke play uh, to players going out or in. There's no links to Jack Butland other than that part-time one with Angus Gunn. Nothing for Edwards. Nothing for Liam Lindsay. Nothing for folks if they have now put him up. Obviously, there's going to be no interest in Bauer in, in Verme because, I mean, let's be honest, they couldn't get in the previous two loan spells. They could just struggle get in the side. So, I've got a sneaky feeling some of these might not be going, but do still, and die still at the club. That Turkish club decided to back out because they yeah. didn't want to pay 30% of his wages or something. So, 
thing is though, I think a lot of people are forgetting that it, I think it will be a reasonably quiet transfer window for everybody. Because I think people are still reluctant, even at football level, to spend silly amounts of money. And, and Because we could end up back in lockdown. You don't know, do you? There's localised lockdowns. Do football clubs want to go start forking out loads of money if we're going to end up not playing again? It's there, isn't it? Well, there's a lot of clubs that are going to be in uncertain times. I think that's why the Burnley owner isn't spending a lot of money because he's a bit worried what's going to happen with Corona. Could it be two years? We're not going to see, have crowds in and all yeah. that stuff. It has a big effect. And, you know, in that kind of way, but you look at our squad, it's, it's probably the biggest in the world, by the looks of it. Got players everywhere. We bought seven in this sort of window. Yeah. So it's like, what Some you... Some just won't go, though. Like, even if you had a fire door, they still wouldn't, they'd still come back. It's like George, Jordan Cousins. Do we really see Jordan Cousins getting back on the side again now we brought John Owen McAllen? You've well, got to remember, we've still got Joe Allen to come back yet. Joe Allen will play when he comes back. He will. He'll be back around it when he comes back yeah. in. So... That then opens a door. I mean, Tom Ince, you know, Crew or Vale won't get him on loan for the Crew. season. Crew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who else? <laughs> Somebody else will have Tom Ince. Rochdale. <laughs> Why do we bring Rochdale into it? Because it's a horrible place. <laughs> I think there's a chance that they kids go to Athletic might take a punt on well, I mean, which is a, weird that which is, is a story that, well that was a weird story yeah because obviously he, he's actually grew up a bit of a Stoke fan watching his his dad Sam Storage and uh, Daniel Storage today this week was playing at kids go to Athletic and really the only link that he might be coming Stoke on a free transfer I mean, that's a big drop in his career, isn't it? Liverpool, Turkey, Kids Graf Athletic. Yeah, well, he's not going to go Kids Graf Athletic, he's just training there. He's, yeah. not, he's not going to sign for Kids yeah, He's only 28. Dance, what were you doing that year? Well, they had to go Kids Graf Training. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Well, on Sport, he fell out with him and left the club, and same as John Owen McCall during Covid. And he's been available, and he, he says he's eyeing up Premier League moves, but. The problem is with the wages he's on, because he had a massive drop when he went to Chabs on Sport for him. Liverpool. Liverpool. So, is there a chance Stoke could take a nice little punt on Daniel The problem Sturridge? is, though, Daniel Sturridge is injury-prone terribly. He's like Andy Carroll. He's, he's only got to have one little knock yeah, well, to be fair, Andy Carroll has been playing a lot of I games. I don't know what's happened to him, but if it's the North <laughs> Sierra or something, but he's fit all the time now. I don't know what it's like him. Um, Sturridge, he only missed something like five or six games with Chabs on Sport. Yeah. So James, that is, isn't it? I can change club and... It's happened a few times with Damien Duff as well, where he struggled to get fit at Chelsea, but then went to Newcastle and see him play every week. He <laughs> went full and played every week. How many games have you missed? One. Missed <laughs> on this year, boss. <laughs> yeah, it's one of them. I don't, I don't know. I think there's a possibility that Daniel Sturridge could come in. Um but I don't, I, I, the thing is with storage, uh, it de- for me, it all depends on wages. If if we could get him on a decent low wage where or pay as you play or something like that just for a, a season. Pay as you play would be more my option. But I, I, know he wouldn't, I know he wouldn't take that. It, it's, for me, it's getting him on the right wages that are the, the key. From his perspective, he, he, if he could get him fit, he'd be deadly in this. Oh position. yeah, he'd rip, rip this league up. Because to be honest, let's be honest, he is a very good football player, yeah. Daniel Story. If he's nearly got, as good as his uncle Simon. If you've got somebody supplying stories, I thought you would have laughed at that. To be honest, uh, I saw an email wrong. If if you can get Fletcher supplying him, 
or somebody of that mould, Gregory, supplying Sturridge will score goals for fun in the Championship. But the problem is for Sturridge is normally somebody, a player of his calibre, who's played at the top, played for England, and not that long ago played for England either. Yeah, it was only about two, three seasons yeah. when he was playing football for England. So, he's hardly got anyone banging his door down, has he? That's that's his biggest problem at the moment. I've not sat there and opened the paper in the morning and gone, there's six clubs after Daniel Sturridge. Not once. So, well, kids go back like to go after him, haven't they? <laughs> oh, they, they were banging his door down they were on hands and knees please Daniel <laughs> please sign for us and we hate them anyway because we're leak yeah. and they're, they're rivals our kids go even though they're nowhere near each other but they're, they're rivals yeah there's no one banging his door down and the thing is you've got to look at Stoke for me if I was Daniel you go I, I know the area they're a big club Stoke really biggest club to be honest. yeah and you've got a good foundation good training facilities it could be exactly what he needs. It could be exactly what we need as well, to be honest, at times. Because it, it's, it's lethal. Like, is it one of them where we've looked at it and gone, well, unless, like, a Vokes leaves, that's the only way a storage is going to come in? Well, that's, the thing for me is, if we're going to get him on a permanent free transfer contract, then if we do get rid of Vermeer, Bowie and Dai and all the other millions of players that we need to get rid of at the same, <laughs> same time, there's probably opens up a hell of a lot of wages where we could actually even pay him 40, 50 grand a week. Yeah. As long as he's only on a one year deal and one if it doesn't deal. work, he goes, the other yeah. players come. Not how we normally do. You can come in for six years, it's fine. Because Nice had that way of doing things, which got him in the Champions League, nearly won him a French title. When I think Vieira was there as manager, I think he still is, to be honest. But they like to take advantage of good pros by giving them one year deals and then extending them. But if they're good, they'll move on. Yeah. And they did it with Balotelli as well. They had two years out of Balotelli when he kept banging goals in for Nice. Yeah. I think it is a good model for a club like Stoke where you know we are Seriously. terrible at signing yeah, players. Yeah, because there'd be now and again where you might lose one and think, God, I wish I hadn't lost him. But then you're not, financially, you're doing all right. Mm. So then there'd be other times where you get six months in and go, do you want to stay another year? And they'll go, yeah, go on then, I like it here. And then you end up getting another great year out of them. Yeah. And that's the thing. The problem is with us, it's like, Come down, Stoke. Yeah, yeah. Three years. How old are you? Thirty-four. Yeah, you're doing that. Thinking, what? How old are you? Five-year deal. Yeah. <laughs> Just no sense whatsoever. Anything. We're, we're garbage at signing players. We all know that. We're not going to go into it. We already had a negative one. But I think also that Kevin Prince Boateng was one. The failure at Portsmouth, who went on to play for Milan, Nice. Yeah. Even had a stint at Barcelona. I think a couple of years or Bayern Munich. He only signs one-year deals now. Because he knows it motivates him. Because yeah. if he doesn't do well, it could be the end of his career or the beginning of his career. He's kept moving round on one-year contracts. Everywhere. Here, here, there and everywhere. And he kept him motivated. Didn't Kevin Phillips do it similar to that though as well in the Championship? He'd yeah. go into clubs for a year and then he'd leave and go somewhere well, that's because he was like 37. <laughs> Still scoring about 37 goals a season. No, he wasn't, no. no. Scored, he scored seven for Leicester that year. Yeah, that was his final year. Yeah, well, it's not good enough, is it? How old was he there? About 40. Yeah. 38. <laughs> so the winning goal in the championship playoff final for Palace. Well, that's what I mean. It could be all Kevin Phillips. Yeah. You've got to think about it. The thing is with Daniel Sturridge is that he's had an okay season for Chaps on Sport, got a little bit of fitness. And I'm surprised that Stoke haven't gone, yeah, go on, we'll give him a go. We'll give him a season. I reckon he'd be down to wages. Wants that's what I'm saying I think it would come down to wages if he did come to the club yeah. I mean we brought John Owen McCallum they're probably close from his Chelsea days tell John go down have a word with McKidgeford come on come on 
20 grand a week, come on. 50, come, come on. on, take it. 20, <laughs> come on, take it, let's get it. Your uncle was a legend here. Yeah. He was part of the SAS, come on, let's get in and make the FNS. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think you'd get a good response from Stoke fans. Yeah, yeah, because he, he, let's be honest, he, he lived in the area for a long time. He, yeah. he went to Compton Art School as well, yeah. I, think, I think for a year, two years. He, he knows the area. He's all down deviated a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'll drink round here. That's, that's, that's reality. We haven't got long now for the club to make these final deals, and I think someone like that coming in right at the end would put a bit of intent. You know, if we sign over McCall and Storage, you know, we're just missing out on Carvalho, missing out on Czech. <laughs> <laughs> Before you know, we've got the Chelsea squad. Yeah, I think. I think the thing is, if, if maybe we might have spoke to Storage, and. Um, Maybe wages are an issue. You've got, I think, Stokes board will probably be treading careful now for a few years because we have well, the players on big them. wages and it's not worked, and the fans have revolted quite quite a lot at times. Yeah, we're very angry. We're very angry. I think it was angry now because it's what Stone has done. But at the beginning, there was talk of sacking skulls. There was it was coming from the terraces, everything. I just think they will tread careful with someone like Sturridge. I, to me, pay-as-you-play would be the only option, in my opinion. Especially the amount of football he's missed as well. Yeah, to just steady financial fair play until we can start getting rid of these players. But it's like something we said to you the other week, we've got three new ones now. We've got Sam Vokes, Danny Barton. I mean, Danny Barton isn't that bad, so we don't really need to guard him as one. But we've got two new ones now that have changed around the neck, and Tom Inson... And Sam Vokes, who've got still long years left on the careers, I think they've still got three years on their contracts. I so mean, the thing is, we've replaced our chains with more chains. But in fairness to Ince and Vokes, they will actually work. There's a big, like, as in, I know they're not great, but they will play. And Ince at times has been all right for Stoke. He has had good games for Stoke. The other ones, the Bowers, the Vimmers, the Indies. I think a lot of Stoke fans would go into the end of that transfer window if all them three had gone they'd be happy if nothing else happened if them three left they would because they've been a chain round on that for years yeah they have they've been just a waste of time to be honest just a, just really been a bit of a nightmare haven't they should have gone to the court of arbitration and said they've got to go these we can't get them out just get them out somehow anyhow yeah you've got to get rid of them and that's the way it is right clue two oh. Come on, this has got to be the best. Have you still not got a guess? Let me have a look at the paper. I've just drawn the tree. <laughs> For God's sake, have you not even had a guess? I haven't had a guess because I don't know. I need a light on the concert. He played as a striker right. and was signed by Tony Pulis played. in 2010. He played as a striker and signed in 2010. So he played, he won two Premier League titles with a club. Yeah. Won a European Champions League, obviously, with Barcelona. Yeah. Played for Bolton, Tottenham, Stoke. Bolton, Tottenham. He was a striker, and he also had a second stint at Bolton a long time after Stoke, late on in his career, because he played till he was 40. Also had a stint in Greece and Belgium, at AAK Athens and Club Brugge. That's the one that's thrown me, the Barca bit. Oh. You have to turn this light on. <laughs> <laughs> and he won two titles with Jose Marino. So it's 2004, 5, 5. Did he win it back to back? Yeah. He did, didn't he? 5, 6. And he played for Bolton. 
Oh, twice Balty. <laughs> All I can do now is name him. <laughs> right, I can only apologise, people. I know most of you have got him from that one, but I've no clue. Right, the ladies' teams. The first team, we drew 2 2. Hughes and Dudley Jones scored. The reserves won 3 1. Mitzel, Foxhall, and Wellings. And the development side won 4 1. Three for Suckley and one for Richardson. That's a shocking result. It's normally six or four. I know, I'm, I'm quite disappointed <laughs> by that, to be honest. If it wasn't eight or six one, I mean, it's a bad result. It's doing well again, the women. Picks up where they left off, really, haven't they? I know, I'm just winning all the time. Yeah. Got, they can't be surely getting close to that WSL. Yeah. Can't be getting close to getting towards them leagues now. Yeah, and, and the thing is, it, it, I suppose it's nice to see them still obviously playing because I know because obviously play at lower ends of the spectrum as far as grounds are concerned and stuff like that and a lot of lower lower league stuff is struggling in city financially with this COVID thing and yeah. to even open some of these grounds and some of these clubs and I know Stoke are probably obviously helping out where they can but it's been a big thing in today's paper about obviously development and bringing kids through is obviously suffering because of what's going on but there's not really anything anything anybody can do about it. We've just yeah. got to deal with it while we're here and, and, and try and play as much as we can play. The 2-2 draw was away at Loughborough. It was a disappointing performance, really, because they're not a very good side at the moment, Loughborough. And there was a lot of quality on show, but the standard wasn't really at a high level we were playing against, so not getting a result wasn't a fantastic yeah. result. But the thing is, on Thursday we've got Derby, which is a good test early on in the women's matches so it's a, it is a good game for the women to get back onto and get back in form because Derby. Derby I think have just come down or something so it's, it is a good test yeah. to see where they were because I mean last year obviously there was Sunderland who were marching away with yeah. I think Peter Zoman away as well last year Sunderland ladies so yeah. it's good though good sign at least anyway right so the unveiling time the question the question have you, have you actually got it now I've got it now I was about to say I need enough fact to tell you yeah, I'm quite gutted that I didn't get it earlier now. Who is it? Ah, the good Johnson. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bolton should have been the biggest one, mate. I'm thinking who's playing for Bolton around Stoke back then. <laughs> I'm on the prem. I'm thinking most of the lads who play for Bolton come Stoke were either finished or... Well, the thing is, I can remember when we signed him and there was such excitement when Ardigan Johnson signed. You got him on the back of your shirt yeah, and did, you called yeah. him a ledge. The thing is, he, he, just, he signed from us after a successful spell at Tottenham, where he'd scored seven goals in the second half of the season on a loan spell. So when we signed him, it was like, God, it's going to be good Johnson of old, the, the legendary yeah. Bolton and Chelsea striker. But I, he only made four appearances, and I can't remember him doing anything of note, to be honest. An assist against Man United. That's his, that's his claim to fame. I remember it well. Some shy screamer against Man United. I think it's a good question, Ardy. I think they're harder next week at all. <laughs> well, it makes it more interesting with me because I'm, I'm a bit crap across <laughs> Everyone can scream at the pod going, how's it not gone in? <laughs> there will be people like that going, Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> right, so before we break up and finish as well, Benny Kafobi played today for Chaps on Sport and scored twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the one thing we haven't mentioned as well also is the fact that we were so close to being allowed back in the grounds. Yeah. And yet it's been cancelled again. And obviously, Boris is in a no-win situation, isn't he? If he lets everybody back to normal and we have a load of deaths, he's going to be in trouble. If he does if he does it the other way, it keeps it at bay, doesn't it? And the thing is... We it's just going to be a lot of disappointed back. people, yeah. isn't it? Like, let's be honest, it's, it's not great. 
they were not allowed to go back in. To be honest, I wasn't going to take the deal anyway. So I'd rather go back fully and properly. And if that doesn't happen within next season, then I probably will probably think about taking the red and white one. Yeah. Just to get back in. But Depends where we are come August next year, don't it? I'm hoping by, by then that we're back to normal. We're all missing football. The only blessing is, is we can watch it, just not in person. And that's all we can sort of deal with now at the moment. Yeah, it's it's just a sad position to be in at the moment because we, we're still not 100% sure on what's going on, do we? So. No, and I mean, the deaths are starting to creep back up again, aren't they? And, and the thing is, he's got to do something about it. So localised lockdowns have been seen now in Blackburn, Preston, some of the northwest now. And I think Stoke's on low risk though now, from what I gather. Yeah. We're on low risk, so uh, which is a good sign, which obviously proves that Stokies are actually listening. I think the pubs have got a lot to answer for for that. Yeah, I, I still I do. to this time I don't understand why pubs are open. But we've also had a bit of sad news this week for the football club. Former Stoke City left back Peter Hampton sadly and suddenly passed away on holiday in Cyprus at the age of 66. There's no age that is, he's 66. No. He made 156 appearances for Stoke during four seasons during the early 80s. Brought by Alan Davidman from Leeds United. Yeah, yeah, sad news. He was on the bench as well for the 1975 European Cup final where Leeds lost. So he was a good player, had yeah. a good pedigree. And it's obviously come out of nowhere. And it's such a sad day for the football club, really. Yeah. So our thoughts go out to the family, ex-teammates and everybody who knew him obviously closely. Right, thanks for listening. You know where we are. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're on all podcast platforms now. Make sure you go on, follow like share and also if you're with itunes give us a five-star review don't give us anything less because there's no point we don't want a two or a three because it doesn't help us no. just a five and a lovely comment like ian's brilliant or something like that but it's just lots of questions <laughs> yeah we'll just put on Ida good johnson thanks for listening to all to all the best